Got money stacked tall, but only partially my focus. So compassionate, struggle hard for me to cope with. Do a lot for others, not for This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors, and he logged on to 10th year seniors.com. I'm Draymond Green, forward for the Golden State Warriors, and you log on to 10th year seniors.com. Wrapped up in for you. Kids grow up scars that are rubbed down with oil. And life didn't change a bit, but I can't grow apart. For those in my business, there it is. Redemption for Golden Welcome to the Champion Seniors Podcast Network. This is Long Range Two Pointers. Cage, do you believe? Victory. Do you believe in Cleveland? Do you believe in Believe Land? Believe? No. I believe in LeBron. How could you not believe in Cleveland? Cleveland just went to the finals. What is it? Three consecutive times. They got LeBron back. Uh, a championship was finally delivered to the city that hadn't had anything happy happen for them since what, like Jim Brown? Didn't they have a river that was on fire once in like the seventies or eighties? Only Cleveland could do that. Hey? But did did they, they water on did fire? They go to the finals, or was it that LeBron was going to the finals? I mean, and he happened the front to of the be- jersey. The front of the jersey said Cleveland. So. What's the worst thing that could happen, right? Based on all of that, I mean, sure, you're losing to the Warriors, but you're in the midst of an epic rivalry. It's just you two fighting for position at the top of the mountain. What could go wrong? I mean, your GM's contract could expire. The answer to that is everything. Every <laughs> goddamn thing could go wrong, and this has been the Murphy's Law of off-seasons for the Cleveland goddamn Cavaliers. So, start with the loss in the finals, right? So you lose in the finals, and it's not just that you lose, because people expected them to lose to the Warriors. Yeah, no, Warriors. nobody thought they were going to win. Except- but it's the way they lost, though. In yeah. five games, they barely put up much of a fight. Yeah. Like, even the people that thought the Warriors were going to win, losing like that, I think, means something. I, did, I, I, I thought they were going to lose in six, not five. Like, not whimpering. Yeah, I, it, I thought it, it would be tough games. It seems like one game, but it's a, it's a huge, drastic difference, right? Yeah. So we go from there, and then you have... The whole David Griffin firestorm, I was going to say something else, but we don't curse often on this podcast. Yeah, the whole debacle with David Griffin, and so now you no longer have a GM. Yeah, and but when does that happen? When 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 does he not come back? The worst part about it is they lost the GM, and it was right before the draft. Yeah, it was like right before the draft, right before free agency. They had, did, they have, did they have a draft pick? Yeah, that's, that was about to be my next point. And speaking about not having a GM right before the draft, in a quest to get role players over the course of the last few years just to fill certain voids and keep pace with the Warriors, they didn't have any draft picks whatsoever. So right then, you lose your ability to acquire young talent that could possibly help you, if not now, two or three years down the road. Yeah, and even if you have a second-round draft pick, we've seen teams like the Warriors and the Spurs do good. Like they bought Pat McCall for three million dollars. His pick, they, Draymond Green was a second round pick. So there are things you can do in the second round to make a team better. Okay, so David Griffin's out of there. Um, the GM search is on, but we're gonna put a pin in that. Come back to that later. They missed out on and Cavs rumors were floating everywhere early in free agency or even before free agency started because you, you automatically think, okay, the minute they lose Game Five, LeBron's thought process and the front office's thought process has to be well those dudes got kevin durant last year so we have to make some kind of move in free agency so you heard everything from paul george jimmy butler early rumblings about mellow and bupkis yeah nothing happened the Cavs got absolutely nothing they didn't get any of those major pieces that could possibly help them uh to i don't even know if you can call it fight the warriors but at least contend they did absolutely nothing no, I, I'm wrong. They did do something. They got uh, Jose Calderon. They got Seti Wap. They got Seti Wap. Seti Wap. Seti Hoseman. And they got Derrick Rose. I mean, when you have Derrick Rose, do you really have Derrick Rose? Um, Listen, uh, Black Twitter was on fire with all the Derrick Rose <laughs> memes about him being signed to the Cavs. One of my favorites was he's going to look really, really, really nice in a suit next to LeBron in the finals. It's going to be lit. I mean, I mean, so you don't get any, you don't really be involved in the free agency race. You lose out to Oklahoma City, 
and Minnesota. So a team that, like you mentioned, a mortal lock to go to the finals, lost out on key free... Well, Jimmy Butler wasn't a free agent. Jimmy Butler got he, traded. He got there. traded. Yeah. But I mean, but the point is, though, and the, the thing is, despite all this, they're still probably going to go to the finals, more likely than not. And like, everybody knows this. So you think that uh, fact alone... The Celtics aren't beating them. Uh, no, the Celtics aren't beating them. They still have LeBron. Well, I, listen, I don't know. I can't say... I can't say anything about this organization right now and have a hard line stance to it because whenever we think something can't go wrong, it gets worse for the Cavs. It can get worse for the Cavs. This is still Cleveland. It is Cleveland, but they're the overarching favorites in the East to go to the finals. And you think that would be enough to get free agents. But then they just blow it because they fire their GM. Like, you can't make trades if you don't have a GM. I think they just hired one yesterday. They're in a shitty calorie sap cap situation. Well, Col- Colby Altman is now the GM. Now he got uh, he got promoted because they couldn't find one, and that that was going to be the next point. Well, they didn't want to pay one. The G- the GM race. Chauncey Billups was the guy that everybody was touting is the person that was going to take over, right? What are they offer him like sixteen thousand dollars a year? They offered him like twelve bucks summer student pay. They offered Chauncey Billups twelve bucks, and Here's he the- got um, he got to be first in line at the buffet to every game. Uh, but not like the main buffet where Dan Gilbert and everybody else eats. Like uh. the media buffet that we would go to. But he got to be first in line, so there's that. I, I mean, this is like a paid internship or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> Chauncey so, Billups is rich. So Chauncey Billups wasn't the guy, and I feel like nobody else wanted the goddamn job, and so they just had to promote in-house. You know why? It's because... Uh, because uh, Gilbert who? never extended a GM ever, so who, why would you want to work who there? Who wants to work for Dan Gilbert? I know Bomani asked this. Do you think Gilbert is a better, is a better, is a worse boss than James Dolan? I take Dolan. I think I think I think Gilbert is a worse boss than James Dolan. Yeah, like because James Dolan is a. We have his. We have history to tell us that James Dolan is a good owner, just maybe not good at the Knicks because he's good at the Rangers. Well, Dolan looks out for his guys. If if nothing else, he's going. If he likes you, he's going to look out for you. Yeah, he just doesn't like Charles Oakley. He's just inept. Like he just, he just doesn't know what he's doing in terms of doing business. He's also good at the guitar. So there's that. And I don't know if Dan Gilbert has a band. Is he good at the guitar? I don't know. He has a band. Maybe he just pays people enough to tell him that he's good at it. I'm sure he does. But I mean, if nothing else, he's going to pay you well, and he's going to look out for you. Dan and Gilbert, he tried to pay Chauncey Billups and Paperclips. And so because of all of this. It was pretty much said without being said that LeBron James was going to be on his way out of Cleveland at the end of this season. It was all setting up for LeBron to leave. So that's a huge hovering gray cloud. Not the ones that are typically always about Cleveland, but this is an additional one. The fact that, oh my God, we may be losing LeBron again in 2018. So you had that. And last week, the Kyrie Irving trade demands come out. So you had that shit song that we're going to get into later in this podcast, but none of that that I just listed is what we came here to start with, Tage. Nope. We spent uh, about seven, eight minutes roughly just setting this up. The number one problem in the Cleveland Cavaliers organization right now, the real Lambo. Forget all that basketball stuff. Forget all of the reasons LeBron might leave, the front office, Kyrie, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The real Lambo has thrown the biggest wrench in the Cavaliers' plans that could have possibly happened. Why? Why does these things? Why do these things always happen to LeBron? Like, like, is this an omen? Like, if something happens like this, he's going to leave? Because I mean, the last time he left, it was under the cloud of suspicion that Delonte West had relations with his mother. I love Cleveland's offseason, so let's set up the backstory, right? The real Lambo is a rapper from Miami that uh, Gloria James, LeBron's mom, they got they got married, right? I don't know, but they're in a relationship. They were, they were in a relationship. What, whatever the extent of that relationship was is p- completely inconsequential. So they were in a relationship. They recently broke up. Doria Lambo took to social media to, I guess, fire a visceral shot like rappers often do on social media. You know, for the for people that are supposed to be the toughest segment of society, they are really emo like teenage girls. He had a chop in his video, though. Fair. I mean, teenage girls can't have choppers. I'm sure they can. Like, cash me outside, girl, or something like that. 
So Daryl Lambo went to Instagram to deliver an expletive-filled tirade about not trusting people and warning people about having information that can be leaked to ruin their marriage. Who is that person he was talking about, Tage? His son-in-law. His, son, his stepson, I'm sorry. None other than LeBron James. So Daryl Lambeau is threatening to ruin LeBron's marriage by exposing quote-unquote dirt that he has on the king and what the king has been doing outside of the marriage, outside of the castle. Do we expect the greatest player in the world to not cheat on his wife, though? Savannah does. That's fair enough. I mean, she did move him to Cleveland. Especially after uh, Dwayne Wade Wade. had the love child that we never hear about anymore. I think he was in a Christmas picture with him. Oh, really? I think I saw. I think I saw a picture like a Christmas picture. So Gabrielle Union's not gonna Catherine Stark to wipe. I don't know. She's gonna be very accepting of Dwayne Wade's Jon Snow. They fetched him from the wall to take this picture and then sent him back. <laughs> He's probably back at the wall right now. <laughs> the wall is in uh, Southside Chicago. That's where he is right now. No, the kid's probably He's from, from Miami. Miami. Yeah, the kid's in Miami. Well, then the wall's in Liberty City. So it made me think. That maybe and so, in the midst of the LeBron and Kyrie thing, LeBron posted a video uh, listening to the new Meek album, and Meek is always caught up in L somehow. And it was LeBron listening to so I don't remember what the song's name is, but it had some thinly veiled. It took some thinly veiled shots at his haters or whatever, or people saying they're for you and not being there for you. And so everyone thinks LeBron is always very cryptic and always uses social media to passively aggressive go at people, right? So people thought, well, this is totally about Kyrie. I mean, this is LeBron taking shots at Kyrie. Uh uh-uh. uh. It was that his daddy? Uh uh-uh. uh. Can- not so much about Kyrie. You better not call that man LeBron's daddy. You will get 10th year senior scrub from the internet. Don't do that. Or edit that out. <laughs> so. <laughs> So maybe that wasn't about Kyrie at all. Maybe this whole Kyrie thing has been the furthest thing from LeBron's mind. Maybe, maybe. it's about everybody. Maybe LeBron was going to that. Maybe he's in he's in uh, bunker mode. Maybe he is in bunker mode. Maybe that shot was more directed at Daria Lambo. Because if you're LeBron at this point, what is a more pressing issue for you? That somebody may expose some stuff that possibly happened outside of your marriage? Or that, yeah, some dude's going to leave the team? Yeah. And the thing is with LeBron, I mean, for what it's worth, I don't know what he's doing, but he's never got busted, and that's a difficult thing to do in this he's, day and age. He's been the most heavily scrutinized athlete since the time he was 18, and nobody has anything on him. Yeah, so I mean, like, he, he about to mess up your whole program, so that's... And we know how important image is to LeBron. LeBron can survive Kyrie Irving leaving. That may actually be better for his image, because he gets to be the hero. He gets to be looked at as... Uh, People would feel sorry for him, I think. There would be a segment of society that that happens with. Yeah. Until if Kyrie it, just bolts. Yeah. like, And he gets to do the hero narrative. I'm in Cleveland doing it by myself. Like you mentioned, though, this and the reason I said this doesn't bode well for Cleveland and this is the worst thing to happen in their offseason is the last time these off-the-field issues affected LeBron James. This is basically repeating the exact same script. His mom at the center of the entire controversy. You had Delonte West rumored to be in that controversy, and we saw how that turned out. Yeah, and by all accounts, I mean from what I know about, from I've heard from NBA people that that totally happened. I mean, and this is happening. This look, is- the off the field issues prelude to LeBron exit. That's just that's just the way it is. Um, I'm sorry to tell you, Cleveland people. So. You better hope, if I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan right now, I do all the research I can into Daryl Lambo. I try to figure out exactly what the hell is going on, and you had better try and patch up this relationship to make LeBron James stay. It's fair enough. Uh, no, nah, we don't want them to patch up the relationship. We want this to drag all through the season. I want a season-long debacle with the real Lambo and The LeBron. most important person right now in the Cavaliers organization is a D-list rapper from Miami. Yeah, and this is great. This is we're we're gonna have podcast until the season starts again, and then beyond. Like this is is gonna be so much fun. Like I I don't want this to end. So the real Lambo, um, 
tell us a bit about his career because we had to do some research into Daria Lambo as a rapper to know how the people of Cleveland would approach him as they try to save their fair city and their basketball organization with his going up in flames as we speak. Daria Lambo. Well, we've done our crack research because we know I'm a crack researcher. And by that, I mean, we, I was on YouTube for all of 10 minutes. Yeah, not that we were on crack as we researched. No. Uh, well, I know the real Lambo is a rapper from Miami. And yeah. I may be wrong, but I think he's signed to No Limit Records. Fair. Hey, listen, wildly speculate. Which That's is, fine. We'll take it. Which is an achievement. That's a great achievement for in, someone named the real Lambo. In 2017, this is an achievement. Uh, let's see. He has been in hits such as this feature with Uncle James called real niggas yeah and that's yeah. an apostrophe with the s yeah uh he has a song with master p mm-hmm. i'm trying to figure out the don't even know if the title matters but we get it yeah it's a song <laughs> it's a it's a song i i just had it just now this I is the I guy know. that controls the narrative of what happens with your organization real people. niggas has twelve thousand views stay woke oh my god dang i lost it <laughs> so, with all, with all of this going on, people are c- saying that, well, did LeBron James snitch and cause the relationship between Daryl Lambo and his mom to unfold? And to that, I say, it's okay to snitch if it's in relation to your mom. If it's the dude that's dating your mom, then I give LeBron a bligh if he did snitch. Yeah, but... Oh, there we go. It's called Attitude... To music, yeah, and then we're it, not gonna listen to any of these songs, by the way. These songs, like, are, we played twelve seconds of one of them, and it was just god awful. And the thing is, you know, Savannah don't even want this nigga around, so she's so happy that the real Lambo and Gloria broke up. Oh, the song of Master P, it's called Projects, and in it, Lambo proclaims that he's gonna fuck a girl in the projects, which is very romantic. And it just doesn't seem like that's the place where Gloria's gonna go because she's super wealthy now. Well, you know, you never know where she met him. I mean, <laughs> you, do, you do. Hey, mom's gonna like what she likes, but like LeBron has to be. When this broke, who do you think in the James household was saying, "See, I done told you, Savannah." Yes, yeah. yes, she is walking around strutting right now with this. I done told you all this would happen, kind of thing. You think Maverick is like you like? Did he fly back from LA? Like you want me to call the goons? From, oh, Maverick from, gotta hate this from Akron. Too. Like I know Maverick does not like him. Like everybody has to see this coming. I mean, <laughs> all you had to do was take one visit to any of the real Lambo's social media, and you could have saw something like this coming. Nah, he's that. Like he's the guy. I he's mean, literally that nigga that has a song called Niggas. And how like upset is he? I mean, because he's been with her since they were in Miami. So since when? 2010, 11, yeah. 12. Yeah, it's been a minute. The dream is over, man. Well, he's going to try, obviously going to try to parlay this into some uh, black social media type fame because now I'm sure TMZ is going to be blowing up his phone at every minute trying to be the first one to get something he's like this. He's going to be on a radio show. Do they have a Love and Hip Hop Miami? We so, need Sunny. Oh, he's going to be on that. He's, and if they don't have one yet, I'm sure they will. They're going to have one or like, a, like is he going to show up in basketball wives? I don't know. <laughs> he's going to show up on a reality show. Maybe. Basketball husband. This is gonna, I, I just want to see how he rides out this this five minutes of fame this is gonna be great so you had this you had obviously the Kyrie thing that's still hovering over everything that the Cavaliers choose to do and now they're actual and the line between social media and real journalism has blurred so much that I got an ESPN alert saying that LeBron has threatened to beat Kyrie's ass or something like that I think Stephen A. Smith was the one that said it so this is spiraling into full male soap opera gossip mode right now. This is, great. Are they this gonna, is the best. Is somebody going to throw champagne in somebody's face? I don't know. I mean, if you know, knowing what we know about Kyrie Irving, like it's it's hard to see somebody spending time with them and not wanting to beat his ass. Like he, <laughs> Kyrie Irving is that guy. He went to Duke. Okay, so when we get back, we'll dive deeper into the Kyrie Irving issue and be more specific with that, I guess, and talk about actual basketball stuff. Not as much fun nah. as this Daryl Lambo stuff, nah. but we'll try to give you a bit of that, too. We'll be back. Yeah. 
nor beast with quite so little hair. I'm gonna be the main event like the king was before. I'm brushing up, I'm looking down, I'm working on my board. Thus far, a rather uninspiring thing. Kyrie, oh, big Kyrie. What is he up to? He's got it. No, okay, so unless you've been living under a rock, you you know by now, and it it was a mild surprise to some, but when you think about the reasons behind it, not really a surprise at all. So Kyrie Irving, the news broke this week that he went to Dan Gilbert and demanded. Would you call it a demand? Did he demand a trade? Was that word used in there? Anyway, Kyrie wants out of Cleveland. What GM would would trade him? They don't have a GM. Well, they've got a GM now, and we're, we're going to get to that Who a bit. GM, like Mike Gansey? No, it's, it's not him. It's this guy, Kobe Altman. So the next guy they're going to so, fire? Oh, wait, right now, Kobe, Alt- Kobe Altman, uh, white or black? The, the, the uh, white. Nah, Kobe Jewish. Altman, black. What? what? Yeah, there's a brother in there, GM. LeBron loves to empower brothers. I mean, was that LeBron, though? No. no. I, I have no idea who did it. I have no idea what's going on in Cleveland. Cleveland has had the Steve Francis's career of off-seasons. <laughs> I mean, it plummeted off a cliff fast as hell. Like, one minute you're in the NBA Finals for the last three years, and then you're battling the Warriors. You're this generation's version of Celtics-Lakers, and now not so much. It's funny, too, because... I think they're a mortal lock no matter what happens as long as they have LeBron to make it to the finals next year. And we also know, like I said, unless they send the goons to Steph Curry and Kevin Durant's houses, they're not going to win the finals. So they're in some sort of conundrum. So this yeah. is fun. But I mean, to me, this is kind of the antithesis of the Warriors, isn't it? Because on one side, you have a team that has somehow become... The, the literal dictionary definition of unselfishness for the pro athlete. You have a guy that was the two-time MVP literally going on planes to go and recruit another MVP to join this team and to say, you know what, you can come here, I will take a step back, we are all going to do this together. Over here on the other side, you have Kyrie wanting to leave Cleveland because he doesn't want to be 1B to the greatest player of his generation. Can you blame him? I mean, yes, I don't. Cause yes, you know Tage. what? I don't. Cause, and maybe, I mean, maybe the the association that him leaving has with LeBron might be overstated. Because I mean, what's the point of putting up with all LeBron shit if you're not gonna win? But he gave voice to that, though. I don't think this is something that was just speculation or someone putting out there in the meeting. It was stated. People didn't pull that from out of anywhere. And if they did, I think Kyrie's camp would have came out and refuted that. He put it out there that he doesn't want to play with LeBron. And a part of my argument when I first heard it, my initial thought was, you know what? This makes sense because uh, LeBron has pretty much said, or well, he hasn't directly said, but LeBron has pretty much given voice to the fact that he's not going to be there after this year. They have him for this year, but all bets are off after this. So most people think that he's out of, his, he's out of Cleveland anyway. So maybe Kyrie's seeing the writings on the wall. I need to get out ahead of this, and I need to get out of here first. And the thing is, Kyrie played on a team in Cleveland without LeBron. And what was that like for him? That's what that's what I'm saying, though. So so on the one hand, if that's what Kyrie is doing, I understand that. And it doesn't seem like him and LeBron have the greatest relationship. Because if that's what you're facing, I spend the rest of this year trying to convince LeBron to stay. Because when you don't play with the greatest player in the world anymore, unless you're going to Golden State, how do you move up from that? I don't think Kyrie is the type of guy to want to level with somebody to get him to stay. Like, I don't I, th- I don't think his... Inter- I mean, we've seen Kyrie have complete meltdowns. I don't think he has the best interpersonal skills. So here's my question, though. If you... If your whole thing is you don't want to play with LeBron anymore... What is the argument against staying there, playing this year out, if you think LeBron is leaving anyway, and then Cleveland's your team? You have to live in Cleveland? He said he wanted to be a Cavalier for life. People always say that. That doesn't mean it's true. That's the standard go-to line. I want to be a 
Cucamonga uh, Cracker Killer for life. Nobody wants to be in Cleveland for life. I feel like you actually do want to be a Cucamonga Cracker Killer for life, though. I feel like that's kind of your life's goal. I mean, come on. I, you know, I got a job coming up. Right <laughs> chill. Let's chill with all that. You know what I mean? All lives matter. Let's oh, make, make LCIS great again. So, here's the thing, though. Kyrie Irving... He doesn't want to be 1B, and there was a report on ESPN that he he looked around to pairs, guys on his level, uh, in in that tier of point guards, guys like John Wall, Damian Lillard, and he said, you know what, these guys are the faces of their franchise, these guys run their show, I want to be able to run a show as well. Um, If any of those guys played with LeBron James, they would also be 1B. Damian Lillard is not going to to be the face of the franchise if LeBron is there. Neither is John Wall. I mean, who's the MVP of the league? Russell Westbrook? If he played with LeBron, he would be 1B, the MVP of the league. So I, I don't know what Kyrie is thinking. Maybe it's kind of like, all right, when Harrison Barnes left the Golden State Warriors, I said that, okay, now he won his championship. Like, nobody expected him to be a Hall of Fame. He won his championship. So now it's time to chase personal accolades and money. Maybe that's how Kyrie Irving feels. Like, I'm going to get these personal accolades and this money. I mean, he'll always be a max player, but maybe that's how he feels about it. He got that out the way at a very young age. So it's time to look out for him. And, I mean, for, for us personally, well, I never actually... I was always, I've been anti-Kyrie Irving, I think, since the Jeff Rogers incident happened. Yeah. So we knew Kyrie Irving was a prima donna. And I think a lot of people forget that, and maybe even Kyrie himself forgot that um, Pre-LeBron James in Cleveland, Cleveland was a dumpster fire, and they were about ready to run you out of town. Like, that was a thing that was happening. And now he gets to be that guy. You know that guy? The guy who has a winning spirit now? The guy, He's who's, winner guy. Who's, just, who's just a winner? He's part of a champion guy, which, I mean, it's crazy. He's like a, like a Jamal Crawford type to me. He's a guy who get his buckets by any means in any situation, regardless of the game. Like, he, he's like what Allen Iverson... No, I can't even compare to Allen Iverson because Allen Iverson yeah, and won. I mean, it was... And Kevin Durant did that on the Bill Simmons podcast and everybody that played basketball pre-2000 was like, Oh my God, how dare you? You know how old the players yeah. get on their soapbox and start to throw spears. His game is Allen Iverson, like being a little guard who can get buckets. He's a better shooter. He's more skilled. Just like what Kevin Durant said because he works on his game. Iverson never did. But I mean, like... I don't like. I don't know, man. I he, still don't think he's a better player than AI, though. He's not a. He's he's not a better player than AI, but he's more skilled. Like, like just little technical things. He's better at than AI. Like I said, because he works on it. But he. I don't know. Like he's not winner guy. Like he. He's empty buckets guy. He's like in the Demarcus Cousins class of empty buck. Empty stats. How guy. dare you? Don't put any wildcat in there. You shut your face. But. <laughs> And I said this while we were watching the finals because there would be times when Kyrie was going off in in the first and second quarter, and he'll be hitting those ridiculous layups with a a level ten degree of difficulty. And I watch it and I say that's impressive, but in the fourth quarter, when those start missing, this is gonna look really bad. And that happened every time. He's a behemoth point guard. Hard to the rim. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, all right. Hard. I was coaching in like Sprite League. Shout out to. Ball company. And uh and I think uh Slugger was coaching his team, shout out to Slugger. And uh and he was arguing with him about something and he was like, Yo, check out my stats though. <laughs> like I play good, check out my stats, and he was like it's something like, Yo, don't you get back on defense? What wait, <laughs> it was yeah, one like, of his players was saying that one of the kids is like, Yo, check out my stats. Like that's Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is the guy at at the end of the game after you lost that has the paper up like yo. I had thirty points. Like check on my stats. I feel like I feel like no one was checking that kid's stats. But for those people that don't remember, and I know we have people that have listened to every single podcast, but our very first podcast that tenth year seniors ever did was from what we call Kyrie Gate, and this was following the two thousand fourteen, I think thirteen or fourteen Jeff Rogers basketball camp celebrity game. Fourteen, yeah, fourteen, because yeah. that's when we that's when we that's really when we started. started. Yeah. But um. So Kyrie was playing in in the celebrity game, and he took objection to the fact that Teron Cox was was going at him. He wasn't just backing down, saying, this is a celebrity game. I'm just going to let you do whatever you do. So Teron was hitting shots on him. Teron was playing legit defense. 
it got a little competitive. Trash talking was going on. Yeah. Kyrie didn't like how physical. He, he didn't like the physical brand of basketball. I'll put it like that. And what did he do in response? He stormed off the court. He got yeah. wait, he got his very expensive bag. I will never forget that bag in my life. It was very shiny and it had spikes all over it. It looked like a very dangerous backpack. That's the most dangerous backpack I've ever seen. I think we looked it up and it cost like $900. We did. Like, we yeah. did. It was a very spiky MCM bag. You know why? Because we do the hard-hitting research. That's real journalism. Yes. But he, he took off his jersey. I remember the sequence. He took off his jersey to a chorus of booze, threw it down on the ground... And he was mumbling and muttering that he didn't need this. Uh, yes. it, there was a lot of disparaging things that he said about the game and about the Bahamas specifically. So from then, I have been out on Kyrie Irving. Not a friend of the program. Yeah, that guy's got nothing for us. We got nothing for him. But if we don't have to be objective. This is our podcast or whatever. So we're. I, I'm just letting you know we're already coming into this looking at it through that prism. Yeah, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't like. I'm not a Kyrie Irving guy. No, we so not, no. We're gonna take a break right now. Uh, when we come back after the break, we will have Trini Andrew on as a guest, and we're gonna talk about possible destinations for Kyrie Irving where he's gonna land. He gave his list: T Wolves, Spurs, Heat, or Knicks. Is he gonna end up someplace else, or are the Cavs just gonna say, you know what, Kyrie, screw you, you're staying here? Until you find out next. I think it's time that you and I arrange the heart to heart. Kings don't need advice from little poor Phil's poor star. If this is where the monarchy is headed, count me out. Out of service, out of Africa, I wouldn't hang about. Welcome back to Long Range 2.0. We are still stuck in NBA free agency talk, even though it's pretty much goddamn honest. I mean, y'all gotta love this though. Come on. Man. No, you don't have to love it. Bonus basketball. Bonus basketball. This is not basketball. This is soap opera, which in some respects is better than basketball. Anyway, as promised, joining us on the line, uh, he broke away from the south side of Chicago where he does hood rat things with his friends. <laughs> Trini Andrew here to talk about all the comings and goings, pause, of Kyrie Irving and Kyrie Gate. Your first thoughts yeah. when you heard the news broke that Kyrie wants out of Cleveland. I mean, LeBron knew for a while, but the rest of us finally found out uh, late last it week. Was, Your thoughts? It was like Christmas came early for LeBron because, you know, LeBron doesn't like Kyrie. He's just a more skilled Mario Chalmers, so he's just like, finally. Oh, whoa, 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 Drop whoa, a bomb, whoa. Flex. Drop hold, a bomb. We hold, gotta, we gotta put on. a bomb there. We gotta drop a Hold <laughs> on. Can we walk that back a little bit? Like, are we a little strong with that? He's a more skilled Mario Chalmers? What do you mean? Just <laughs> in the sense that he's okay shouting at him? Yes, yes. Like, it's in terms of their relationship, like, they're not equals. He looks at him like how he looked at Mario Chalmers in the heat. I mean, see, I, see, I thought a lot of people would have said he looked. He just looked at him as younger Wade. No, because like Wade is his, like his buddy, his brother. Like you know, like Kyrie to him is like his younger cousin or something. That type of relationship. God damn. Yeah. Well, no. I. I mean, I feel like that's pretty fair. And like, not even the younger cousin that you're the closest with, but the cousin that comes around like once every few years or so so y'all ain't even that cool i kind of like that though because i mean like i feel like his accolades and mario chalmers were similar like non-lebron division y'all ain't about to mario chalmers that mm-hmm. man carrier nah, right no we're going I with mean, this we're going with get this. the hell out of here with that so why do, i mean why do you think it is that christmas comes early for lebron though because I mean, for, for, for all intents and purposes, he needs Kyrie Irving to do anything positive this season, to even have an outside chance. And we we all don't think that there's a chance that they'll actually beat the Warriors, especially since they've had what I call the Steve Francis's career of off-seasons. <laughs> but you need Kyrie Irving to do just about anything. So why do you think this is Christmas coming early? Not because Kyrie Irving is a player who looks good, but he just... He just doesn't do anything on the defensive end. So, like, LeBron... LeBron is a malleable star. He plays with any stars. But what he really needs is players who could play on both ends. And you can't do that with Kevin Love 
and Kyrie. So one of them has to go, you know? So it's better now that Kyrie's just like, hey, I want to leave. So it doesn't look like LeBron is kicking him out the door. And obviously, like Ronaldo, I've said this for years. I said when LeBron came back, they should have traded Kyrie immediately because his return, like if they trade him, they'll finally be able to get maybe two players who will give them a better fit. And fit is important. But remember, they wanted him. And I think a lot of people actually don't remember this but Kyrie was legit on his way out of Cleveland before the LeBron sign and trade happened yeah I thought Kyrie would be a good fit next to LeBron being as he's a he's a pretty good shooter for a small guard and he's pretty good off the ball he's also an extreme prima donna though yeah I mean he went to Duke what else do you need to know even though it would feel like 10 games he still went to Duke 10 games is generous yeah and that's that's a lot but okay but my thing is, him giving voice to this, I he doesn't want to be LeBron's sidekick. And I think I think a lot of it is, he doesn't want people sunning him, for lack of a better term. Because I don't think people view them, like we made the reference just now with the younger cousin thing. He knows that people do, don't view that relationship the way they viewed LeBron and Wade as equals. I don't even think they view him as like they did with Bosch. I think they view him as... He's LeBron's younger sibling, and Kyrie is kind of like, is this just a case of him saying, I'm 25, I was a huge part of this team winning a championship, Um, I deserve to be treated with respect, and I don't feel like I'm getting that? I mean, I mean it's weird, because I think with the modern NBA players, when they achieve so much success before age 25, now they just want to be the star and play in a big market, so he doesn't think that they're going to win another championship so why stay in cleveland yeah like the money doesn't change he might as well play in miami or new york you know it's the same thing i said hey yeah i mean i just don't think people expected it to happen like this and i'm fine with it happening like this because i always believe in these players having the maximum amount of choices that they deserve which is all of them so if Kyrie wants to leave that's fine with Kyrie leaving and i actually think it's smart if he thinks lebron is not going to be there next year because if LeBron leaves and Cleveland just gets nothing, then what does Kyrie have after the fact? Is Cleveland? Well, he has the whole team. <laughs> I mean, I but think the, it's Cleveland, though. That is true. I think the problem is he thinks LeBron's staying, so he's just like, you know what? Let me just get out of here. No, you know? Well, that that's an interesting thing. I I think he does believe that LeBron is leaving, but at the same time, he looks at the rest of that roster and he looks at what they would be facing. And what is the point of me going to war with this roster if I went to LeBron with it and that still meant one game in the finals? What is the point? What is J.R. Smith, Kyle Corver, Kevin Love, and Tristan Thompson going to get me? Well, okay, so not the that argument. So if LeBron leaves next year and Kyrie is stuck there, he's actually only stuck for one season before he declines his player, player option, so... But then again, he's a flattered guy. So I don't know how long is, how good his forward thinking is. You know, I don't so think he's, he's very good don't... at all. He, he chose to go to Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what Duke's horrible, <laughs> stupid school. Anyway, so Kyrie gave his list of demands where he would like to end up, and I feel like he was just throwing darts at a dartboard. I don't think that any of these are actually going to happen. But what do you think is the most likely? He went T Wolves, Spurs. Heat and Knicks. What is your number one in all of that? Um, heat, easy. Why do you think the Heat? And what did the Heat give up for Kyrie? They'd probably just give up um, Dragic and Bam. As long as they don't give up Tyler Johnson, we all good. Shut up, Tish. What's your number one though? Who do you think is the? Who do you think leads the clubhouse and where Kyrie Irving is going to end up? Well. If Dan Gilbert is as vindictive as he is, he'll probably send him to Utah. I would love that. That would be great. <laughs> I feel like if Kyrie, if he wants to be shitty, though, I think he'll go to the Heat just to spite LeBron and Dan Gilbert. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great, though. I, I don't know. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I think I'm pulling for this Heat thing just for that. Who, who do you think? But remember, he doesn't have any trade leverage. He doesn't have a no trade. Absolutely no leverage more. whatsoever. Ooh. So him him just saying I want to get out of here means absolutely nothing. And I think people need to realize that Cleveland doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, they can ride it out. But Andrew, who do you think is a suitable replacement and a potential trade for Kyrie? I mean, we talk about teams, but who 
who could they put him next to? With who could they put next to LeBron? Who could replace him? Because you talked about him not playing both sides of the court. So who do you see filling that void and stepping up? Well, they need somebody who's tall who could pass and defense. I'm really thinking that Ricky Rubio would be like the ideal replacement. Oh, right? go back in time and get a pre knee injury Sean Livingston. That'll work. <laughs> well, I mean, Ricky Rubio can't shoot though. I mean, don't you need floor spacing next to? I mean, he, he became a much better shooter last year though. Yeah, the second half of last year, he was shooting yeah, like I think, an acceptable rate from I think three. He, I think he kind of did away. With, I think he kind of debunked the Ricky Rubio can't shoot myth. I think. I think. I think that one's kind of gone. Maybe he has to do it for an entire season for people to. Well, totally I mean, there's be a difference between not being able to shoot and not being able to shoot wide open three pointers. Like That's fair Andrew enough. Robinson can't shoot wide open three pointers. Everybody else in the league can pretty much shoot wide open three pointers. My dad could shoot wide open. Evan three Turner cannot. Well, Evan yeah. Turner cannot. My dad is seventy. All right, and let me four. let me tell you that right now. Do not think that because one of these dudes gets seventy million dollar contracts and they have all of these skills, he cannot shoot wide open three pointers. But I mean, if you got seventy million dollars not making wide open three pointers, what impetus? Would I'm you not have here to learn? talk about Evan Turner. Stop <laughs> why, it. Why would you have to learn? Why would you feel like you had to learn it? It just hurts my heart. Okay, but um. Now, me and Kyrie have been arguing about this the entire week. He feels like Kyrie Irving to the Knicks is a smart move. He feels like that's the destination that Kyrie is going to go to. His argument is Kyrie, the goalpost on success has changed for him. And all Kyrie would need to do if he goes to the Knicks is to make the playoffs. And he's seen as the savior of New York. He's in the huge market. He's the guy. He's he's what everybody thought Carmelo would be or what Carmelo wanted to be while in Cleveland with this current roster if you don't win the finals it's a failure so it, it's a bit easier being in New York my argument is why the hell does anybody want to step into that New York uh shitstorm also who 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 the fuck would they give to get Kyrie back like there's nobody possible unless they give a Porzingis and I wouldn't do that and as I think about it Cleveland is actually more of a shitstorm than Nick's front office is right now they are actually yes. Yeah, Cleveland's pre- Cleveland's pretty much worse. What do you think about the the Knicks destin- as a possible destination? I mean, unless LeBron for some odd reason really love like Frank the Frenchman, I can't see it happening. Frank the Tank. Maybe he does. I just had to. No, LeBron there. doesn't even like young players. Like <laughs> they traded Andrew Wiggins. I thought they should have kept <laughs> the youngest LeBron would go. I'm surprised he went all in with Kyrie Irving. Actually, now that we think about it, how how young was Kyrie when that happened? Twenty one. Something like that. Twenty two. Yeah, it's kind of su- it's kind of surprising that LeBron went all in with with a twenty two year old because he was not a fan of that stuff. The T Wolves thing, don't see that happening. What about uh Jeff Teague? Or oh, or Jeff Teague and a couple other players. Jeff, um, Jeff Teague just signed a free agent contract, so he can't be traded until um, December fifteenth. Yeah, so that's why the T Wolves thing wouldn't I be able to. That. Yeah, it it wouldn't be able. The T Wolves thing wouldn't be able to happen. So that that was a bit of a pipe dream, unless people are saying you know that trade would happen during the season. The season yeah. But which could happen. It it o- it o- could although... happen. But if if Kyrie goes to the T Wolves, that's not his show. That's still yeah, Carl but... Towns' show. I mean that's yeah, a... but they've never made the playoffs though. No, and I just want to pivot really quickly. Just because Kyrie Irving is getting traded, they don't necessarily need to trade for a point guard. By the way, no, I I actually think they should trade for a wing. They need an extraterrestrial wing. Is what, what they need. What if they get back Wiggins? No, so I think that that would be good. If they really, really want to make a, a statement, they should try to get Demarcus Cousins for Kyrie. I mean, and that should be fairly simple. It's like a one for one swap, you know. But and I mean, they would put Shumpert at point guard and have. Oh, they got to get him I'll, up. At, they got to get him up at the paint. Like on, they got to get Shumpert out of there. Like he's not a part of anybody's you, future. But Tiana, are Davis. you trying to let like? Are you trying to let Le, like make LeBron just like go home in the middle of the season and say forget this? Because that that's a good. That would way to actually do it. be a strong move by LeBron. That would I think that would happen if he if he got rid of Kyrie or if he put Shumpert at the one and bring in the Marcus Cousins. LeBron might just even might just go to Miami or LA. And I said this, so from, say, the, Fuck this. from the beginning of all of this. I said you know what LeBron should do? Just sit out the year. 
red shirt no, no but y'all forget that um they've also been talking about derrick rose so it's conceivable all right yeah no, rose no. For the yeah that's million contract okay so yeah so for about 35 games you're gonna have uh derrick rose and then and his with, broken jumper within those 35 games there are going to be 17 or 18 games where we say well wait a minute maybe he's got a bit of it left Maybe he's got something in the tank, and then the other games we're gonna lament. You know what could have been. You know Derek Rose is. He's the abusive boyfriend. Like, like we think he's gonna change and he's gonna get his stuff together and like and like be better. And like he shows it, and then he just goes back to being himself because he can't help it. That's who he is. Should Kyrie? Go, or- go ahead. So y'all forget that in the playoffs too. Like basically, LeBron without Kyrie will just play point guard for the most part. Oh, even with and- Kyrie, he was playing point guard. But- yeah, so like, and y'all also forget two years ago was this guy Mo Williams played the first thirty-five games at point guard. Like LeBron doesn't need a point guard. He doesn't, uh, he but just he needs he just needs somebody who's he just needs another alpha player, and that's what Demarcus Cousins will give them. But he needs Demarcus a... Cousins is the only guy that Draymond Green can't guard, and if he's in the Eastern Conference, you know what I mean. But he needs a guy, I think, at that spot who can hit a shot, though. I mean. You could find that, but I listen. I like that Demarcus Cousins move. I think it would be an incredible move. LeBron has never played with a dominant force in the paint like that before. I would love to see what that looks like. It's Kentucky, yes. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, what the one thing that's been missing from LeBron's career to this point has been playing with a Wildcat. It makes the most sense. Oh gosh, it 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 literally does make sense, but. Listen, Kyrie is a favorable trade piece. I don't know how you could possibly get back equal value other than somebody like DeMarcus Cousins. He's 25. He has a great contract because they signed his extension before all of this gross, ridiculous TV money. So it's mm-hmm. it's not an overbearing kind of contract. It's very favorable. But that's all the more reason why they don't have to do it, though. Like We can speculate as much as we want, but this doesn't have to happen i think people automatically assume that once this gets out there in the media and we're going to be updating twitter every two seconds we're going to have all our alerts on on these apps because we expect it to happen every day now but it doesn't have to yeah but Kyrie irving is one of those players who's more highly regarded by gms than actual players like this entire story reminds me of stephen marbury what was it 12 years ago when he, he just didn't get along with Kevin Garnett. And he's like, I'm going to be the star. Trade me. And they traded him to where? What is it? The um, New Jersey Nets for yeah. Terrell Brandon. Yeah. And he stunk it up with the Nets. Then they traded him from the Nets to Phoenix, Phoenix. for Jason Kidd. You know? And at the time, Stephen Marbury was with the tightest handles. He was averaging like 22 points. Yeah, he was literally... Assists. He was what Kyrie Irving is now. Actually, he was a little better than Kyrie is now. Mm. Kyrie Irving... He was better than Kyrie was now. And Ky- he was also just as crazy and, and like, arrogant. I mean, he was, he's crazy, though. Come on now. He, I don't know if he was crazier, though. At that point, was Stephen Marbury crazy or was he just ridiculously arrogant? He wasn't crazy he was until ridiculously. He, yeah he wasn't crazy until oh, he was next. eating Vaseline in China. Until yeah, Mike Denton when he, well, he set him off. I mean, he was crazy. They just gave him a a, a camera. Like fair. Harry Irving always believed that the Earth was flat. Somebody just asked him that Did, question. Prima, he's a prima donna, Andrew. He was here in the Bahamas and he was a dick to all of us. Prima donna. I went partying with him. He, he's kind of crazy. Did um was was Marbury's turning point when he banged that intern in uh, in the Rolls Royce? Because I feel like that that was it. No, that was way later. That was like eight years later. I wanted you to say something funny about him. I just wanted to mention that he banged an intern. Yeah, I can can tell you. I can tell you really. I I was reaching. I just really wanted to talk about it. To get that point in there. Should Kyrie look at at Derrick Rose as somewhat of a cautionary tale, though? Because we all remember when LeBron was a free agent and the Bulls was mentioned as a destination point and Derrick Rose in his dry monotone voice went out there and he said, I'm not recruiting anybody. I Listen, I don't need this guy. I don't need anybody else. I am Derrick Rose. I am an MVP. Whatever happens, happens. I'm not recruiting anybody. And what happened? Derrick Rose would never be the same again. But you see people like Steph Curry and Draymond actually going out there and as good as their team is, they are actively recruiting. They are trying to get someone else. So Kyrie is leaving someone who is the absolute best player. So And he wants to start over and he wants to run his own shop. Don't get Derek Rose is, what, is basically what I'm trying to say right here. 
And there's a strong chance of that happening. Not the injury part, but don't get Derrick Rose. I feel like this is a very dangerous move for Kyrie. Nobody. I disagree. I think I think this move has a lot of upside. Because unlike Derrick Rose and unlike Stephon Marbury, Kyrie Irving has won a ring. So now it's money and personal accolades time. So why not? I mean, why not? I mean, he might you might say Derrick Rose, but a better parallel might be for him is James Harden. You know, he's like, I wanna have my own team like James Harden. I wanna score thirty points, average seven assists, and then get other good players but James to Harden, come play with me. James Harden got traded. I don't think he wanted. They thought that they were going to rebuild and then go after the Heat again. They didn't anticipate that. That was just OKC. That wasn't a product of James Harden ambition so much as it was a, it was a product of OKC just being cheap and being I, no, I mean, not the, re- not the reason why he left, but the situation he's in now. That's fair enough. And here's yeah. another thing about the, the James Harden thing. He had his few years of having fun doing that, and then he said... Listen, I'm I ain't about this ball handling life. Y'all go get me someone else that's gonna do that all the time. I need to go back to that off the ball stuff. Like these numbers and stuff are great. I'm not gonna win like this. So he ended up reverting to the same thing that that was in place before. The numbers are kind of hollow, is what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, there's no such thing as hollow numbers. Really. Yeah, there yes, is. There is. Have you ever seen Demarcus Cousins? How? St- <laughs> You're going to stop using DeMarcus Cousins as an example for, well, for that. Well, DeMarcus Cousins, <laughs> wait, DeMarcus Kevin. Cousins was in a situation where the front office had no clue in what they were doing. They were horrible at building around him. They whiffed on the lottery nearly every single year. They gave overpriced contracts to people like Rudy Gay. His point guard was Darren Collison for a large period of time. And you expected DeMarcus Cousins to turn that crap storm into a playoff contender how dare you in the west looking, in the western conference well they're looking pretty goodish now they were the same team yeah looking pretty goodish because and it's not because they don't have demarcus cousins all right like don't make me get on my kentucky soapbox it is not demarcus cousins fault demarcus cousins does not put up hollow numbers he is great in his vacuum build around him and you will see I was going to say Kevin Love isn't with Minnesota anymore, so I have to use DeMarcus Cousins. You know what, Andrew? Now I'm with you. He needs to go to Cleveland. I need to see this happen. Because if he goes to Cleveland, <laughs> woe be unto the Golden State Warriors. Woe be unto them. Woe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, all, all, I mean, don't forget what Kyrie Irving did before LeBron came. Like, he didn't win. Average he play didn't points. Win 28 and, games. And put Apollo numbers, basically. And be the guy, yeah. in, the lo- be the guy in the locker room that nobody liked. I mean, isn't he that now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's still he's still that now, but now they have to remember, yeah, he hit that three. So, yeah, so. he hit that three that, that pretty much won game. Does seven, anybody so. does Coach K like him? Like does anybody like Kyrie Irving? I don't know if he's in their uh iMessage or WhatsApp group. I Is Kyrie Irving in the Duke family WhatsApp group? I I, I feel like we need to actually embodiate that or something. I think his dad tolerates him. <laughs> like, like from what I've seen when his dad talked to Jeff Rogers, I think his dad just like puts up with him. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I want to use the Warriors as a point of pivot because we talked about Kyrie Irving too much. I don't care where you go. Is there anybody else still out there that's going to move the needle in free agency? It's just Kyrie Irving. and Well, he's not even a free agent, but it's just Derrick Rose, right? We don't need to talk about him. care about Derrick Rose. Yeah, we don't care about Derrick Rose. Speaking of the Warriors, yeah, we are going to use the Warriors to talk about this godforsaken Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather spectacle of nonsense is this not just the most wonderful train wreck we've ever been privileged to see it's god awful so (laughs) conor mcgregor puts on uh cj watson jersey draymond green sees this draymond green in his myopic view of all things golden state and his view of all things social media and the number 23 reposts conor mcgregor wearing this jersey and the caption is something to the notion of uh, take that off. We're not rocking with you, Floyd, all the way. But also, remember, Draymond is from Michigan, and so is Floyd. Yeah, every yeah. everybody so. everybody starts clapping. Yay, Draymond! You sure taught him. And then Floyd got wind of it, and he bounced back a few hours later, saying he mm-hmm. was wearing Connor. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Connor. Connor got wind of it, bounced back a few hours later, saying, "Look, this is a C.J. Watson jersey. I don't know who you are, kid, but stay in school." Like the most dismissive. <laughs> The most dismissive thing you can say to somebody. And then Draymond, because, you know, Draymond, he's one of those really emo dudes that gets all in his feelings. Lists all of his career accomplishments. 
Draymond <laughs> Green literally went crazy talking under them IG pictures, like Jay Z said. He took the L. He listed everything under the IG. He he gets a caption whatsoever. And I learned right on the podcast that there was a reason Conor McGregor was wearing the CJ Watson jersey. Can you guess, exactly. Andrew? Can you guess? You know, I, Andrew. You know. I know. Okay, can we fill say us it? in? Yeah, let's see. It's because CJ Watson was dating one of Floyd Mayweather's baby mamas, right? Yeah, I think, and he beat her up over it too. So, yeah. so it Floyd was beat up the baby mama because of CJ Watson. Yeah, right. yeah, That's, yeah. So it was an ex- it was a case of um, Connor's team doing some research and expertly trolling, and Draymond kind of just jumped in in the middle of that. And man, who got the L in this? Dre, Dre. I mean, I guess he's had a good run. Dick picks aside, he, he you gotta lose sometime. He takes this loss. Does Connor get the win in this? Yeah, I mean, definitely. He'd be like, Team Floyd, and then he's just like, Team Wife Beaters. You know, <laughs> Woman Beaters. It's, it's Con- Conor McGregor has to be the best troll since Muhammad Ali. I'm not going to lie. That's a- Whoa. Is he? I don't know. I mean, Jack Johnson was like a god-tier troll, but I mean, I wouldn't put him up there with Jack Johnson yet. But, I mean, Jack Johnson was rolling around in a Rolls Royce with a white woman in 1910. His life was trolling. Yeah, so I mean... There has to be somebody in there. I don't know if I... I don't know if I can give that to Conor McGregor because I feel like the other people did it within the, the bounds of competing in an actual sport, and I feel like what Conor's doing right now, like, they're not even chasing actual sports. Like, this is the same as wrestling. I mean, they have to because the fight is going to be so bad. I look forward to see what his research team is going to come up with with their next troll because I didn't even know that C.J. Watson thing. I, I read it before, but it was like a footnote like to him, of course, abusing his baby mama because that's just a terrible thing to do. Andrew, is C.J. Watson still in the league? Uh, he just got cut by the magic. Wait, he was in the league for real? Yeah, until like two weeks ago. Does this make him relevant now? He might sign on with the team. Just because of that. Oh, <laughs> Boston. <laughs> How insane would that be, though, if he signed on to just sit on the bench in Boston? Where is this fight happening? Vegas. Oh, dang. dang. They don't have a team in Vegas. I've run out of basketball stuff to talk about. Oh, man. We're talking about domestic abuse and this terrible fight. Is there anything else of note in the NBA that I am glossing over that I should be talking about Andrew because I don't know anything about what's going on in the NBA other than Kyrie wants out I mean the free agency spinning the wheel like nobody ex- nobody really signed a free agent it's just that any a team signs a free agent or trades to someone and then another team gets this player it's been very weird in that no team really improved themselves Except maybe the Rockets. You could say it, Andrew. Just the Warriors are still going to win. Just say there's nothing else going on. I feel like that was that was your most dignified roundabout way of saying ain't nothing. Nothing happened. That's that's what you meant. No, okay. So that's what you meant. Just tell me that's what you meant. I'll say this about free agency. Everybody's been um, crapping on the Cavs, who I think had a good off season. No, you don't. Well. Until they fired their GM the first day of free agency. Until then. They signed Jose Calderon and Seti Oseman. And Jeff Green. And Jeff Green. And Uncle Uncle Jeff. Oh, they signed Uncle Jeff. Don't let me forget that one. They signed a dude they call Uncle Jeff since he was 20. I don't think that's a good move. What is this? This 14th team? We we shouldn't make fun of someone that overcame a heart condition. Especially you, Tage. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. Tage, you and I very well know that Jeff Green plays well in the playoffs. He's also six nine. He could guard, you know, he could guard four positions. We've been saying this about Jeff be- Green for a decade. You now. know, who's six nine who overcame a hard condition. Me, they should have signed me. You know, I, I mean, we've <laughs> no, been saying this about Jeff Green for a decade, and all fourteen of the teams that he's played for. At he's some point, it should stuck. Teams. He's not played no, for five the- teams. He's played for fourteen teams. <laughs> but he's he's way better than James Jones. Oh, wow, he's better than... They're going to win now. He's better than James Jones. We, no, that, Andrew, I, mean, I could go outside like, and throw a rock and hit somebody that's better than James Jones. No, I couldn't. No, I, I, mean, live, I live in the Bahamas. Not, no, I couldn't. <laughs> no, it's I'm like 12 that people everybody, here Everybody looks at the Cavs, and the Cavs bench has always been old and slow. And now they got younger and more athletic with oh, Lozman Le- and Green. LeBron loves old, slow guys. I mean, jeez. The Cavs are the old, slow all-stars, 
Richard Jefferson, Dante Jones, and Channing Fry. What is with LeBron and old slow people? They just they just brought Dante Jones on to hold the weed, didn't they? To take the fall. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. They did. I can't believe I let Andrew rope me into this. We're going to end this podcast. Hold right? on, Andrew. One more thing. Uh, Summer League, who did you like? Quick. Lonzo Ball, that's um, it. You know, Donovan Mitchell looked great. Oh Dennis yeah, Smith yeah. Jr. looked awesome. Louisville. Yeah. I mean, I try not to rate. I try not to rate point guards in summer league. Yeah, because so, they're the uh, ones really that have, to... have the ball in their hands all the time. It's yeah. like watching. It's like watching any typical All Star game or AAU game. I mean, they're really the only ones that are going to get to shine. And the way, to, the only way a big man is going to shine in those games is if he's ridiculous on the boards, like Caleb Swanigan, Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, but the- Cal Kuzma was impressive, and Justin Jackson was definitely impressive. And obviously, Bam was impressive too, but and Caleb Swalling is even worse. And Caleb, Caleb was good as well. He was, just he like was, better, he was better than good. He yeah, showed so. it all. Caleb Swanigan's going to be a star. We want we want this to be a podcast so bad. Caleb Swanigan's going to be a star. That is going to be it for this edition of... The extended free agency long range two pointers podcast. I can't believe the Cavs are still making us do this. It's friggin' August. My God, I want to stop talking about the NBA. We live from St. Lucia next week. Hey, <laughs> thanks, Andrew. We'll talk to you next time. Hey. Wow, you just pulled the podcast out of our asses. <laughs>